We are here with Richard Horvitz. What's it like being a voice actor here at Rock and Shop? Talking to Mr. The Dome. Spooty, spoot, spoot. Eh, 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 eh. Yes. Hello. Hi, I am Zim. Yes, yes. You're part of the collective now. Muscular Beaver, whoosh. Just kidding. It's being like this. Hi, I'm a voice actor here at Rock and Shock for Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Could we have a better intro than that? Yes, you could not. We will begin in mass invasion. We'll tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. Don't think you get me so easily. It is now time for us to put Earth under our rule. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that you will be guilty of witchcraft. We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Bye bye Saturday night. From the Moist Towel at Exchange on sublevel six deep in area fifty one. Hello and welcome to Talkcast three hundred and twenty, this week's edition of Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Lounging in my new Slimer underoos, I am the Dome. Joining the talk cast tonight, some of the rest of the gang of four or five or six or three. Uh, in the Acton Tardis polishing plant, our technical anarchist, our own button-pushing, keyboard-clacking, sonic screwdriver and girl genius. This week, with extra bacon bits, it's Kriana. You can't afford me. Yeah, I know. Not at half the price. From the stacks of her personal space in the Dank Dungeons Industrial Card Catalog, she befriends robots all along the East Coast and unfriends metahuman Facebook stalkers. Welcome, Sombrarian. The cat got caught in my, in my, like, her home court. I was going to try to get her to hello, but she won't talk tonight. Okay, have fun with that. Thanks. Um, <laughs> our special guest tonight... It's Hawaiian shirt night as we welcome Gary, Mr. Luau Summers, to Kvetch and Cavell about Northeast Comic Con. Gary, welcome to the show. Aloha, kids. It's, we're, we're uh, what, two weeks away, two weekends away at this point. Actually, when the series will be the following weekend. But no, it's one week away, one week. It's June yeah. 18th and 19th at the Shriners. In Wilmington, Massachusetts. I'm glad you said that because we'll only repeat that maybe five or ten more times during the course of the next half hour. Not a problem. So, Gary, I've got to tell you, your show is different than most comic conventions in that you have so many things going on at the same time and you can wander in and out from essentially... Uh, a big arena area where there's the most eclectic group of artists, stars, vendors that I've ever seen go to any number of small events and, and, and talks in, in the smaller rooms around the area or sit in the lounge and watch shows, literally, and entertainment all day. So how does it feel to be the ringmaster of all this? Well, it, 
it all evolves from the fact that I'm in show business. You know, most of the people that put on comic book conventions that have turned into giant, massive comic cons is they were not in show business. They know nothing about producing a show that the customer's personal experience is valuable and important and that it has to have a theme and a you know a flow and be able to be fulfilling most comic cons are about bodies through the door lines for autographs lines for photo ops you know crowded aisles full of cosplayers with nothing to do but walk around the aisle so it, this all kind of began because I produced concerts for years, but in the 1980s, I started producing the collectibles extravaganzas, and it was to get people who collect stuff, mostly pop culture stuff, uh, all together in, in one place so that we could buy and sell from each other. Comic cons all evolved from that type of thinking where people were going to buy stuff. They go and buy and sell, wheel and deal. Uh, and it all kind of evolved from that. And the reason I started putting celebrities at the shows was way back in 1986. And um, it was interesting because I wanted to try and get this collectibles extravaganza on TV or in the newspapers. So what could you do to get the TV or newspapers interested in a collectibles show? So I got a hold of Adam West, and I invited him to my show, <laughs> and he had never done anything like that. He couldn't get a job. He was typecast as a guy in tights. So this is like the, the, that 20-year point after Batman, you know, started that, you know, he was already uh, in a has-been mentality. And he came, and in the first day, he made like $10,000. He said, Gary, can we do this like every week? And it became uh, <laughs> the growth. I got all this TV coverage. I got all this publicity. So I just kept doing that. I had... In 1990, when I put together the very first cast reunion of the cast of Lost in Space at the Bayside Expo Center, we had like 20,000 people show up. And the best part was it was like $8 to get in. The whole cast autograph was 40 bucks for everybody. You know, it was so, you know, fan-friendly. So I did that until about 2001, and then when 9-11 happened, people didn't want to travel, people were really tight with their money, everything changed, the whole environment changed. And I came back into it recently because I thought there was a void in the event business where the Comic-Cons and events that were going on were not you know, in 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 some sense, the Disney spirit of everybody should come and have a great time for the money they paid and feel they got their money's worth and that there was plenty to do. So I built um, the, the Northeast Comic Con and Collectibles Extravaganza to satisfy a lot of the needs that I saw in it, that were lacking in other conventions. Like, you know, you pay 30 bucks to get in, what kind of entertainment you're going to get for that, you know? 
uh, or you get to walk around. Oh, that's entertainment. No, that's not entertainment. Entertainment is live music and contests and, and shows and, and video gaming free and all these different things that, that people should be able to do while they're there for their 30 bucks. So, you know, my whole perspective is to give the consumer a uh, great value for their dollar. And uh, that's why our motto is guaranteed, not boring and free parking. Uh, and and that's kind of important because because you're not in the center of a metro, uh, a, a, a major city. You're out in Wilmington, so certain things are easier because of that. And the most important thing is, you know, why am I spending as much for a pass as I am to park my car? And it's your show. Again, that, we're not. That, that, that takes the money away from the vendor or from the artist or from the exhibitor. So to me, yeah, it, it's off the beaten track by like 12 miles from Boston, exactly. downtown Boston. So far off the beaten track, people say, yeah, but that's like a whole 12 miles away. No, it's closer to New Hampshire. It's closer to the suburbs. There's... Uh, literally parking for 3,000 cars. And uh, you know, so in that sense, it's like, okay, uh, it's, you have to drive to get there. That's an issue for a lot of people that take the T or for like the kids who are like 12 and 13 that want to go to these things. So we have limited our audience, but we feel very comfortable that we're given the value back to the consumers that can drive and get there by giving it free parking. And one of the things, you know, if you're thinking about coming down for it, is uh, Sunday the, the 19th is, in fact, Father's Day. And, and kids, let me tell you, there's not a better gift than you could give is taking Dad to Northeast Comic Con. Just well, so. that plus the other side of that is, you know, kids... Would you like to know what your dad was like when he was a nerd? You come to this con, and you he will see things that he had when he was a kid. And this is the best part about doing it this special weekend. is because for a lot of broken families, you know, parents that are separated and stuff like that, what does a father have to do with their kids on Father's Day? Oh, you go to eat or you go bowling or miniature golf. But this is a more of a bonding experience than that any of those other things because I'm sorry, this is something they'll remember forever. What are they supposed to do on Mother's Day then? Whatever Same mother thing. wants to do. Whatever well, makes what mother, mother happy. To go to Comic-Con? Why don't you have a Comic-Con on Mother's Day? Because mothers don't choose to do that. We found that uh, uh, out wait a minute. In, in research. That's not true. That's not true. So are you a mother? Not Coming? A mother. I'm not personally, but I've met many mothers at Comic-Con. No, no, I have too. But on Mother's Day, the, what we've discovered in our research, that mothers would prefer to not have to do anything. Because they have to do everything for everybody every other day of the week. So the research we found was if mothers would prefer to stay home and then be, be taken out to dinner and then to be able to do whatever they want that doesn't involve uh, doing anything. 
And if, well, the other thing, if that's what the they want, let them. Happen is you can actually sit there and see all the people that your dad was watching when they were younger. Mickey Dolan's or from gran- the Or granddad. Mm. Oh, I don't know that I'm that old. <laughs> <laughs> well, John 50 Walton's years ago, from- the monkeys. Um, you are. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, but but no, it's the, just the choices, okay? Choose. Mm-hmm. We've chosen that you're not yet, but you could be, and that would be okay. That's- I suppose I could. So what we've done is we actually do have celebrities from the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s. You know, that's like, to me, giving each generation a chance to see some of the people they idolize or respect or always wanted to meet or get a photo with or an autograph from. And, and not like having 10 from one TV show. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, great. That's cool. You get the whole cast. It's going to cost that one, those 20 people a lot of money for all of that. But we try and spread it out so everybody has something they like. Uh, there were a lot of things that I didn't know about some of these people. Like, I recognize Kathy Garver as Sissy from CBS's uh, show Family Affair, uh, which I didn't realize and makes me feel very old is celebrating the 50th anniversary of the program's premiere. Why do I feel old now? And now what she's doing is she's uh, she's doing uh, voice acting for a number of uh, animated shows. She was in Spider-Man and his amazing friends, Super Friends, uh, and Fonz and the Happy Days Gang, which I don't remember at all. But I, I had no idea that when that show ended, because uh, you didn't really see her after that, that she was doing voice acting at that point. It's acting, you know, and you go out and you try and get jobs as an actor. And it's, you know, to me, these anniversaries, you know, are nostalgic for some people and historical for others. And it's all new to me, to so many of this next generation. When you say family affair and they go what's that you know and then you say you know she's the voice of storm and they go oh okay no i get that you know so Mm -hmm. that that kind of generational thing um keeps these people still in the public eye so from the 60s having kathy garver who was a star in the late 60s and mickey dolan's and the monkeys that's like you know, the 50-year cycle. Uh, and it then we sure have, is. of course, yeah. it, you know, that, and then, of course, we have the 40-year cycle with uh, Barry Bostwick because it's the 40th anniversary of Rocky Horror Picture Show. I mean, wow. time flies <laughs> when you're watching it every Saturday it night. Yeah. And, and then, um, you know, and then we got from the 90s, of course, Chase Masterson from... Star Trek Deep Space Nine. So, you know, we're, we're, we're and then we have uh, um, Karen Parsons from uh, Fresh Prince from Bel Air, from, you know, John Walmsley from the 80s, from the Waltons. So, you know, I'm catching all these different generations and, you know, giving people things that they can discover about them that, you know, kind of is different. The Not other- like the big stars that have no past. <laughs> That's very true. But the other thing is, is 
I, I don't know if you've switched it around this year, but everybody's visible and available uh, right. in, in, your, in your main hall, which I think is kind of cool. So I... I we surround kind of nice. the we surround we surround the exhibitors area with celebrities. So you have to kind of walk to all four corners of the building to see all the celebrities. Um, you know, uh, the main stage area this year will have Mickey Dolenz, Barry Bostwick, Chase Masterson, and Karen Parsons, and that'll be right next to the cosplay stage. And on the cosplay stage, there'll be costume contests and. Uh, puppet shows and a magic show and our our creative hero, creative villain, and creative uh, character contests, mask presentations, special effects presentations. And that's just on one side of the building. Against the back of the hall will, of course, be uh, Eric Bornstein doing all his incredible mask making, Tyler Green and Ebony Amber from... Uh, Sci-fi face-off will be doing prosthetics and sci-fi makeup and stuff like that. Rob Bruce from from AMC's uh, Comic Book Men will be is bringing a collection of Japanese anime or, or actually animation before it was anime. You know, Ultraman, Godzilla, all that great early Japanese stuff, toys and stuff. He'll be there. Next to him will be uh, Rep Brown. Captain America from the, the 70s. Captain America, yeah. And then Kathy Garver, John Walmsley, and then Bobby and Diana Steele from the Misfits, the rock and roll band. And then next to them is the Bridge Simulator from Starship Horizons, where you can actually, a team of people will navigate a starship uh, and can compete with other teams to to complete missions on a starship. It's wicked cool. It's free. It's included in admission. Next to them is the video game arena, which is a whole area of vintage and modern video gaming systems for, for free play, plus tournaments all day, both days. And next to that becomes Doctor Who Land with uh, the TARDIS, uh, the, the Weeping Angels, and it looks like we're going to have a inside the TARDIS console that someone's built. They're, they're working out to get nice. in here, but nobody's ever seen this before. And then next to that is the baby, the 66 Impala from Supernatural. And then next to that's the DeLorean with, from Back to the Future. And James Tolkien, Mr. Strickland, from all of the Back to the Future. He'll be sitting right there. And then the Lost in Space Chariot. So, and this surrounds the room. Not boring. Now on the sec no, not at all. Now, on the second floor, you have uh, panels going on. Uh, all day Saturday and Sunday, including uh, an independent comic authors and creators panel, a celebration of Jim Henson panel, uh, a Mickey Dolan's kind of meet and greet Q&A, uh, James Tolkien uh, meet and greet Q&A, and on Sunday, Chase Masterson and Barry Boswick. So, yeah, that's terrible. And you also have two very, uh, very mysterious to be announced events. Yep, still waiting on those, still making negotiations. Hopefully it's going to be awesome. It always <laughs> is. 
It's not boring, that's for sure. Well, yeah, I, I, we can't keep mentioning that enough, uh, that it definitely so the, is one of those not boring shows. The space that we have the uh, panels in upstairs, in the, it's called the throne room because the talent sits on these big giant thrones from the Shriners. Nice. They're awesome. <laughs> And so it's very intimate. It's only about 150 seats in the room. And then there's standing room for another 100. But it's an intimate setting where nobody's more than about, you know, 20 yards away from the celebrity during the panel. So, or, you know, or from the stage. So it's really an intimate situation. So you got to go up the stairs or the elevator to get there. And that's, you know, just something you got to do. And the way you get there is you go through the Fez room where there's lots of live music all weekend. And when I say Fez room for all you Doctor Who fans, all the Shriners <laughs> wear Fez. They walk around. We have at least 20 or so Shriners that walk around all day with their fancy Fez. They're just fabulous people. <clears throat> and the bar is the Fez room. And in the bar, which holds about... I don't know, three or 400 people. We have tabletop gaming all day, both days. Um, and we have the, the live music on stage all day, plus stand-up comedy. Uh, Morgan White Jr. from WBZ does trivia. Uh, there's a schedule online of all the different acts that are performing. And, of course, that's also where the concert is Saturday night, the after party is included with weekend admission. So everybody who comes buys a weekend pass gets into the party. As many as we could fit, you know, it only holds about 400 people. So first come, first serve. The party is going to be incredible. And you, you want to who's like playing? Six or seven acts. Yeah, absolutely. So it starts off it's when the show floor closes at six o'clock. That's when the concert starts. So people who have weekend passes will be able to go into the concert. It'll start with the surf rock band Tsunami of Sound. They're phenomenal. They even learned uh, uh, the uh, Cantina song for us in a surf rock style. So <laughs> it's like Batman. It's like they do all the great music that you, know, you love. Uh, and then follow them will be a uh, new addition to our show, Ricky Bird. And Ricky Bird was formerly uh, a member of Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. And he, is he's inducted, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, absolutely. He, 2015, inducted into the Rock Hall. And Ricky Bird will be performing next. And then we have uh, John Walmsley. We have a group called Loose Salute, who does um, Monkey's Tribute Band. And then Mickey Dolans will play with them with Loose Salute. Followed by Sam Mulligan, a great performer, uh, and uh, Draco and the Malfoys, uh, a couple of guys that do songs about Harry Potter from the Malfoys' perspective. And then it's going to close up with the most incredible band you'll, you'll see that you've never heard of. They're called The Lights Out. They're a sci-fi band from outer space that plays garage rock and roll with LEDs attached to all of their equipment, their clothing, their bodies, and it's all time to the music, and it's incredible. It's a great show. Well, I'm really glad that you haven't, you know, 
gone overboard with the entertainment aspect here. Because <laughs> that sounds like well, a we had Andrew time. WK. We had AWK last time. Andrew WK just blew the house apart. Plus, we had Danny Klein's Full House, Jig House show. That was awesome, too. We always try to make it the best after show you can imagine. We did the roast for Billy West. We had the first uh, Rave of Thrones with Christian Nairn. You know, we, just thought, we like to do it so that it's better than, than you could imagine and you feel you really got your money's worth. And meanwhile, you can spend the day sitting and walking through and going to panels sitting down, relaxing, listening to music, uh, walking through the main exhibition area where you can speak with artists, authors, creators, comic and collectibles, music people, uh, look at antique and collectible toys, clothing, jewelry, uh, geek and pop culture and nerd culture stuff. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know, you know, if I'll be bored in like half an hour. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> It's just, uh, it's grown into uh, a really, really fun event. What, what, is, what are some of the things that you really are looking forward to? Well, me personally? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've known Mickey Dolenz for a long time. I mean, I met him first back in 1978 when the Dolenz Jones Boys and Heart Tour was on. And, uh, he was just a nice guy. When he had his radio show in New York, um, he had me on his show every, you know, every month. He had me come and do his show live in uh, in BB Kings and things like that. You know, he's just the sweetest, nicest guy. <clears throat> so, you know, it's kind of nice to have friends who are nice people but also famous. So here they announced the Big Monkeys tour. It's the biggest thing. Their new record comes out. It's the biggest thing. They're on CBS Sunday morning. They're at the top of the charts. They're like the biggest thing. And I didn't know that was going to happen. I still think Mickey's a nice guy, but I tried to get Mickey. And I says, you know, you got this date open. Would you do my show? And I didn't know that it was going to be the biggest thing when it happened, but he agreed to do it. And it was just like, a very lucky break for me to be able to get to hang out all weekend with Mickey again. You know what I mean? He's just one of those kind of nice people that you just, you know, once you get to to, to, to meet him, you just, you, you, you love being around him. He's just so fun and funny. He's really the monkey. <laughs> I'm looking forward I'm really to looking for. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. The concert, I always love the concert. Uh, I, I really like this band that we have that plays the Fez Room. <laughs> They're called The World is Square. So this is one of the groups that plays video game music. So they play game music from uh, Square Enix games. Now, I'm not a player of games, but when I hear them, I hear the music of Frank Zappa in my head. And they just are just beautifully, you know, creative in using acoustic guitars and acoustic instruments to recreate electronic music. So I think that's really brilliant. And then, and I'm just such a Frank Zappa head, you know, it all yeah, ties together to me. Absolutely. Well, no, no, first it goes back to Mickey Dolan's. So Mickey Dolan's, you know, was one of Frank's best friends. 
And right. Frank was in the movie Head and was actually, you know, hung out with the monkeys. They were all part of that whole scene, you know, that L.A. scene. And so Frank and Mickey were good friends. And then we have Cal Schenkel coming, who, of course, did all the co cover art of the Frank Zappa and the Mother's album covers, you know, with all the cartoons and the comic-type art of, of Cal Schenkel. Cal Schenkel's going to be at our show also as one of our featured artists, and it'll be just exciting maybe to hear a conversation between Cal and Mickey about Frank, you know? Things like that yeah, can happen. Yeah, it, it's, you know, I, I'm looking at some of the guest artists who are going to be there, and I'm going, yeah, Steve Geiger's going to be there, uh, Steve Levine, Joe St. Pierre, and then I hit Cal Schenkel, I went, I don't think I've ever seen him at a show before. No, he's an fr old friend of mine, and I invited him, you know, hopeful that people would embrace him, and we're getting great response. It's really wonderful. You Absolutely. know, we have Philo Barnhart Absolutely. coming back also. So the show uh, did you meet at, uh, at 10? No, I haven't. Hello? Are you there? I'm here. Are you there? Okay. Yeah, I think we Skype went wick, wacky for a little bit. We're talking about uh, Philo Barnard? Philo is coming back. I love Philo. He actually was the guy who, working for Disney, created Ariel and Ursula, the, the animated images, created them for Disney, along with Belle of Beauty and the Beast. Plus, he worked on, you know, some pretty intense films like Secret and Nim and stuff like that. Great artist. He loves doing drawings for the kids. The kids just love him. So, every step of the way here, you've got, yeah, we've got these guys, but we've also got this. Um, and that's what kind of makes this very special. Um, Thank you. No, I, I I love your show. I've loved it for a while. So the show is June 18th and 19th at Shriners Auditorium, Wilmington, Massachusetts. Gary, I can't thank you enough for joining us on the show tonight. Go to our website, necomiccon.net, northeastcomiccon.net. Guaranteed, oh, not boring, and there's free parking. And we'll be right on it with you. The link is right on our website, and we'll be right with this post. Aloha. Aloha, Gary. Sci-Fi Saturday Thank you. Night is the official podcast of Boston Comic-Con, Granite Con, and oddly enough, Northeast Comic-Con. Booksandbooze.com and ComicArtHouse.com. Visit ComicArtHouse.com for the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. Our outro music tonight was provided by Lawrence Made Me Cry. Check out more of their grooves on lawrencemademecry.com. Our intro music production was provided by Rob Watts. Find his creations at robwattsonline.com. I want to thank Gary because his Hawaiian shirts just kind of make my eyes hurt. 
and he's never, ever standing still. Many thanks to our cast tonight uh, from the Act in Action Time Warp, the sweetheart of the soundboard, Kriana, and woman of words, Zombrarian. Thank you so much. This is Dome saying, this is Dome saying, Terry and Jeannie, shared pain is lessened, shared joy increased. Thus do we all refute him. Trippy, good night, everybody. <laughs>